So this is for me because I feel like I've recently hmm, come awake to some certain things that I've been letting go on for years. I knew they were going on. I was aware of them and I was trying to make small efforts to stop them, but it just sort of came into full vision or full focus and I need to say them out loud and have it so that it's imprinted on my brain and maybe just referenced so that I can go back to it sometimes and look at it um, and remember it and hear it and rehear it if I need to. So um, I guess, you know, a lot of times when you hear people talking about relationships, or at least a lot of times when I hear people talking about relationships, the stuff that sticks with me the most is when people talk about being patient or working through it and um, having faith in people. And why is that? Why does that stick with me? I mean, I, maybe because it's a beautiful story, maybe because it's more what I'd like to believe in that, you know, uh, with patience, things can change. And if you believe in someone or something um, to that effect, because it sounds like teamwork. It sounds like what I want to believe and experience in this life. And it sounds like having faith. And it sounds like kind of the stories that we're told more often than not. Um, there aren't these stories about people drawing boundaries and deciding when a relationship is really not good for them that leave you warm and fuzzy, <laughs> you know? Instead, the ones that leave you warm and fuzzy, whether it's just due to the nature of them or the way that the stories are told and put into a certain light, but, you know, the ones that leave you feeling like, yeah, now that's what we should be striving for, you know, those are the ones where someone sort of waits long enough or works hard enough or, um, you know, has patience or sticks it through and, like, things come together in the end or something like that, and so... Um, I just want to tell the other tale, you know, because I think I've been highly affected by that, or maybe I'm just this opposite person where opposite things are my truth. Like maybe that is in general, um, the lesson that most people need to hang on to in their minds is to sort of be patient and wait it out and have faith or something, but not necessarily for me at all. Um, and I find this in lots of areas, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if I am just some sort of opposite learning person where actually all the lessons that are typically um, really great ones for people, like the opposite one is true for me. So um, I have probably made one of my biggest life mistakes in waiting it out and having faith and um, uh, I don't know, being patient or trying some more too much, too long. Um, and the funny thing is, uh, 
some of the very same words that I just used, like patient, are the very same words that were used against me that kept me doing it. So, so anyway, not to start getting too vague, but um, I'll get more specific. It's, I have tried to be in a few relationships. Um, maybe the first one that I was in, I ended quickly and maybe even uh, rashly. I don't know. Um, maybe I just had healthy boundaries and like knew it wasn't going to work and ended it. Maybe that was a healthy thing that I did. But it felt devastating and rash to me because I um, hurt myself a lot in that process. I felt like, what have I done? I'm lonely. I, maybe I want this person after all. Or let's put it this way. I thought that we were just going to be taking a pause and working towards being together again. But instead, I hurt that person's uh, heart and trust so much that it was just done. And I was shocked by that. Um, maybe I should have realized that that would have been the case or whatever. But maybe because of that, um, you know, every relationship after that uh, was a completely opposite sort of thing where I hung in there way longer than I should have and spent so much time and so much energy um, on something that really just wasn't even healthy for me to be trying. Uh, it was like a healthy version of myself would have just heard the person saying, uh, this isn't interesting to me. And I would have said, okay. And, you know, moved on or something. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how much to get into specifically, but, um, I just feel like not enough is said about the lessons that you learn about saying no and having a boundary. And then the ones that are out there kind of seem half bitter, you know, like you got to know when friends are bad for you and when you got to cut them out of your life. Um, And they sound a little half bitter, like they're kind of giving themselves an excuse to cut these people, these toxic people out of your life. And and it's not even like that. It wasn't even a toxic person in my case per se became toxic because I was letting it. I mean, my biggest mistake in it was that I was doing it too. It wasn't just like this person was so bad for me and I was this victim. It was actually that, you know, this person wasn't really into this and wasn't really ready for this and wasn't going to want to do a relationship and was super, super guarded and had their own issues to heal and um, were not going to be able to step into this and step up to this the way that I wanted them to, Um, the way that I needed them to, the way that I was ready to. Like they were not going to be able to meet me at all. And instead of realizing that and sort of respectfully moving in my own way or not even respectfully because they were clinging a little, they were, I mean, they kept hovering around my sphere, maybe because they wanted me 
to maybe because they wanted me to have faith in them, maybe because they were getting something from me that they didn't want to give up. They weren't going to meet me where I was, but they also didn't want to give up on what they were getting from me. I don't know. And I don't even need to speculate, but I needed to just, you know, draw a boundary and say, you know, for lack of a better term, like, fuck you and move on. Um, But the fuck you wouldn't have been out of anger at first, it could have been easy. It could have been respect, mutual respect. It wasn't like I was intentionally being abused. It was this the person was not capable and ready and their own issues were in the way and all of that. But I guess, um, you know, I was so afraid that I was weird I had been told that a lot in my life. I was so afraid that I was a bitch. I definitely had that planted in me that, you know, you're too much or you're too intense or you're too strong. I'm so afraid my own fear that I wouldn't find someone to be with or that I didn't know how to be with someone because I had botched up that first relationship um, and hurt myself in ending it, thinking that it wasn't ending it, what I was doing. We were just taking a break or something, and then it was. And so maybe I felt really insecure about my ability. Um, like, I don't know what I'm doing here, you know, and, and maybe what I think is happening maybe I'm not good at relationship or maybe I don't know what I'm doing here. I mean, I need to stop and listen to advice. So that doesn't happen to me again. So I was kind of listening to these voices, um, in my head and in all of the cultural things around me that were saying like, yeah, but since he, you know, since this person, even though this person is totally not ready or able or capable, they've got all their own issues, they're super guarded, they're not going to meet you at all where you want to be or where you are, um, they're good inside and they're, there's something in there. And if you're just patient and if you just love them and if you just wait and that you shouldn't act too rashly and you shouldn't be a bitch and, you know, maybe if you lose this chance, if you don't wait this one out, there might not be another one to come along. Or, you know, if you don't know how to have faith and wait this out, then you don't know how to have a relationship because isn't that what relationships are about is, you know, having faith. And, uh, then this whole, you know, uh, you're too critical, which is another thing that I've been told or the fear of being judgmental. I was afraid that I was judgmental or that I was an ass or that I would have been judgmental if I would have, you know, made some sort of determinate call about this person not being ready. And, and of course, um, these things were also being fed to me because the guarded person that was not at all ready to be in a relationship was saying these things to me. Like, you're not letting me be me. When I would ask them, like, hey, can I please get some more of what I need? Or, hey, how about we meet each other here? You know, their way of defending themselves and remaining guarded was to say those very things. Like, you gotta let me be me. You're just judging me. You're just deciding that I've got a problem, but I don't really have a problem. You're the one who's needy. You've got, um, you know, you're, you're not being patient and letting me do things my way. And um, man, I guess that can be true in some people's cases for sure. 
but it just really wasn't in mine, but I was really believing it. I mean, and the reason I can say in pretty good confidence that it's not, that it wasn't true for me was because I really, really considered that. I thought, oh gosh, well, maybe I'm not letting this person be them. And maybe I am being too judgmental and maybe I... Uh, should be more patient and let them be more of them. And I should flex some more and bend some more and um, adjust what I need or compromise some more on what I need, or I should be able to meet all of my own needs anyway, right? I shouldn't need anything here. I mean, that's needy, isn't it? And, you know, all of this self-guessing and self-doubt, this is a huge mistake because this was actually me just not loving or trusting myself. Um, Instead of what I thought, I thought it was being kind. I thought I was growing myself and exercising all these um, areas of flex and compromise and trying to learn more about relationship and really um, exercise the muscles maybe that one would need for relationship compromise and stuff and like making sure that it wasn't on me doing my work in it, upkeeping my end of the responsibility, making sure and double making sure that it wasn't my impatience or that I wasn't being needy or that, you know, um, Ah, just whatever, that I was letting that person be them and I wasn't just judging them and I wasn't just making these, you know, statements about whether they were wounded and guarded because I guess that's for them to decide and this is their life and they can work out their own problems, you know, and that just, um, it wasn't actually the reality. The reality was this person was very wounded and guarded and they had good reasons to be. Um, they had a very difficult um, family situation before. And so they had good reasons to be, but they just were like, not at all interested, ready. It's like, you know, an alcoholic that has an issue. It's an issue. And they're just not ready to deal with it. And then having them sort of say, well, you're just not letting me be me, or you're just being impatient, or you're being judgmental by saying that I'm an alcoholic. Well, you know, I I was letting those things be true when they weren't. You know, they I was worried. I was so afraid that I was being judgmental or that I did have something wrong in my way of being in relationship or my way of being, period. I mean, I was afraid of not being able to be in a partnership. I was afraid uh, that something was wrong with the way I was or the way I was doing things that was going to prevent me from being in a relationship. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll work. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll flex. I'll, you know, um, because out of my fear of not being in a relationship and the irony there is that I spent so many years, um, not just in one, although there was primarily just one, um, another secondary one, but I spent all of these years waiting or in some sort of strange holding pattern in a relationship that wasn't even a relationship because this person wasn't wanting or ready or even able to at all meet me where I was, um, spent all these years basically, you know, waiting for them to 
heal from the guardedness, waiting for them to drop the guard, waiting for them to drop the armor, waiting for whatever healing to happen, waiting for their issues to get worked out, um, kind of holding this faith that it would happen because I knew they were good people inside and just kind of knowing that, you know, well, thinking that this, this is what I should be doing in relationship. This is what people do. This is the, um, selfless thing to do or the, uh, wise thing to do maybe like um the loving thing to do was to sort of wait this out but I spent so many years waiting on somebody else's issues to heal for this big payoff um thinking that it was you know this act of patience and trusting in who they were and it was so I mean, I, I forfeited my opportunity to actually be in a relationship. I mean, I did this out of some fear of not being able to be in relationship. And all the reason I did all this flexing was because I was afraid that I had something wrong about the way relationships worked. And I really wanted to be in one so badly that I was like, I am so afraid I won't be able to be in relationship because I've got something wrong about it, I'm going to work my tail off flexing and learning and growing and trying everything so that I can make one work. Um, and instead, you know, that fear of not being in a relationship was actually what came true. Like I got my worst nightmare, so to speak, by just not being in a relationship, being single for so, so, so many years and maybe being single for the rest of my life because I don't know, I, I'm not trying to just sound like um, overly negative about it, but that, you know, a lot of the elements of relationship that I was looking most forward to are already past, you know, whether it's having children together, raising children together, um, growing projects in the prime of our lives together and stuff like that. Those are kind of done. And I don't mean like I'm ancient and my whole life is over, but I mean, you know, things do have a period. Like my kids are not all the way grown, but the intense periods of raising them um, are no longer in that peak anymore. So anyway, I mean, that that's not even the point. But what I the point was, look at that, you know, the fear of not being in a relationship and not knowing how to be in one that was driving me to flex to the point of absolute um, self-destruction, self-mistrust. I mean, it was self-destruction. I was destroying my chances at having a relationship or I was destroying the ability to be having one in that moment. I was taking, I was, you know, kind of making that fear come true. I was assuring that I wasn't going to have a relationship. I was assuring that in that very moment when I was acting out of fear um, that, you know, like, oh my gosh, I better 
try everything or else I won't be in a relationship. I better try everything to make sure that it isn't me who's just this impatient, um, bitchy, uh, needy thing that no one would ever want to be with and that I'm not just acting harshly and I'm not just being a bitch and I'm not just judging and I'm not just thinking I'm holier than thou and, you know, all that kind of stuff that I was just trying to make sure wasn't happening. And of course, I mean, as I said, I was getting fed those very words by, I mean, that's kind of how it works, right? It's this big, this big machine of yin and yang components that feed each other just the way if I go back to my alcoholic analogy, you know, like the alcoholic and the enabler and they feed each other and the things that the alcoholic says to the enabler triggers their things that allow them to further be the enabler that then allows the alcoholic to further be the alcoholic, you know, so it's, it's, or the addict. I mean, I could substitute that word. Um, And so it was kind of like that. It was like, they knew exactly which buttons to push whenever they were feeling like their armor, like I was asking them to take their armor off and that was making them feel uncomfortable or that was making them feel nagged, then they would say things to shut me up. And they knew which things would shut me up. They would say that I was being judgmental and that I wasn't letting them be them or that I was, you know being needy or things like that that were my fears that would just course cold fear blood through my veins like am I oh my gosh you know that's the thing I don't want to be because no one will want to be with me if I'm that um and so I spent all this time and I do actually love that person and I do actually have faith in them and I do hope and believe that they will get over their issues and drop that armor one day um But me spending my years waiting on them to do that is so unloving to myself. And um, it's not this gallant thing to do. I mean, I I don't know. It's it's not, it's not, I don't know if that's not even the right word, but it's, it's just not, It's not a self-growing thing to do, right? Because I thought I was doing all this flexing and trying this and trying that to grow myself and to make myself more fertile ground. Uh, I was like tilling the soil and flexing this and trying that and to make myself more fertile for relationship. And in fact, it wasn't. I mean, I was like ensuring that no relationship would grow because I was just basically sitting there waiting on a situation that was a no-go. It was not at all. It was definitely a, I don't, cannot be in that meeting space with you at all right now. Um, now, you know, ultimately it did grow me in a backwards roundabout way because I am now here where I realized like, oh my God. (laughs) So I did all those things and I see how it was contributing to the impossibility of me being in a relationship. Okay. It, it did grow me, but you know, I thought I was growing myself in a much different way. I didn't think I was growing myself by showing myself what not to do. <laughs> I thought I was growing myself by doing all the things I should do that were just adding to my skills and stuff. And I, you know, I, I was growing myself like by being absolutely sure that that wasn't the way to go by being absolutely sure that I wasn't needy. Uh, cause I am pretty sure now, you know, I feel like, well, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, stricken by that fear and affected by those comments and, 
Um, but now I'm pretty confident that I am not those things because I really played those out. I mean, I really flexed and flexed and some more and flexed even more, um, uh, to the point where it's like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's not actually the case. So fine. Uh, if I'm able to have confidence now, then good. At least something happened, uh, that was growth, but it just, it just wasn't what I, not the direction I thought. I thought it was, uh, you know, not growing the shadow side of it, but the light side of it. Um, you know, like I said, not showing myself what not to do, but actually doing the things, uh, you know, of the what to do variety. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think it's important to speak about that side of things because I don't know. I just hear so much about the be patient and the, um, but there's also this element of don't forfeit yourself. Don't trash yourself. Don't spend your life waiting for someone else's growth. Even if you believe in that person, um, you can believe in them and trust that they'll drop their armor and hope that you know them when they do, but like live your life in the meantime. Um, I don't know. And I guess I just didn't, or maybe I just didn't know when to draw the lines because there's a lot of that too. It was like, okay, I'll wait for a couple more years or for one more year. That won't, that'll be fine. I'm only 22, you know, but then that turned into 35, you know, then it was like, well, is this like, it's too late now. I mean, now I'm 35 and there's not as many single people as there was when I was 22, you know, and I'm not even trying to make some sort of statement about, I know people find partners at all stages in life, but, um, I'm just kind of pointing out how it slips away from you and you're not sure how much give to give, you know, how much allowance and how much room. Mm, But I think, I think I've sort of learned to be more on the fuck you side. Um, and I think that's just because that's my flavor and that's like my lessons that life keeps kind of teaching me. I think I must have issues with drawing more clear boundaries. I am a really strong person and I come off as bitchy, I think. And so, um, maybe people wouldn't think that about me. And I have gotten a lot of assumptions that I'm scary or that I'm harsh or that I'm intense or that I'm bitchy. Um, And I haven't liked those. I've wanted to be seen or known for the softer components that I absolutely have too. So again, that plays into it where I want to show that flex. Um, And, but I always overshow it. I always overshow it. It's like irony. You know, I'm sitting there like, why do I always get called a bitch when I'm actually letting myself be walked on? Uh, you know, or why am I always getting called impatient when actually I've had way too much patience with this situation so much so that it is ridiculous and stupid and actually the most unloving thing that I could be doing for myself. Um, you know, and those things play into each other on purpose. It's, it's like I said, I think it's my lesson to learn to draw more boundaries and I have to stay on the fuck you side of things where if it's not, if you don't, if you're not able to meet me here, then fuck you. And I don't mean it in that way of like, 
I'm angry with the other person and I'm writing them off as a human being. I just mean walk away like, all right, moving on. You know, it's not a situation that I need to stay in and I need to be happy and trust my own kindness that I am still a kind person or that I'm, you know, not a bitch or whatever, just because I know when to say when or when to walk away. Like, that's fine. It's not here. This is not a deal. It's, it's like if, <laughs> if we're not able to meet um, in this place because you're not at all here, it doesn't mean I'm judging you, uh, you know, and sort of sizing up your life, even if I had to do a little bit of sizing up to determine whether you were here to meet me or not, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean all of these other things either. Again, that I was afraid to have be true. It's like, I just needed to be more confident and letting that like, all right, but I had to size up whether you were here or not. And maybe I made the wrong choice, but I'm gonna have to go with it. And I'm gonna have to move forward. And I'm gonna have to do what seems the most loving to me and only you know, only if somebody is there with their armor off, are they um, meeting me in any way and invited to participate in my life as a friend or as a partner or anything. Um, and I just, I wasn't doing that. And maybe, I, you know, maybe it was like some sort of, if you wait it out long enough, the treasure or the payoff will be great because their armor will come off and all the stuff will be in there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there was all these other little girl things going on in there, but um, I really just think it was simple fear, simple fear that I would be alone or that I had something wrong and with me or with my understanding of how relationships work, that I didn't have the right skills, that I, that what these people were saying uh, that sounded so hurtful and wrong to me might be true. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that I'm the type of person that considers what people says instead of brushes it off. Um but that is my type, right? So I don't need to like, oh, well, you should consider what other people say. You might be egotistical and just like, you know, uh, not considering the truth in others' words. Like, oh, I consider it. I consider it too much. So I've got the other end of that and the boundaries and the knowing when. And I think there was also some starvation involved. Uh, as pathetic and sad as it is to even sort of describe well, I mean, I think I, you know, I know what family I came from and I know that I never really felt like I was a part of a team and I didn't get this emotional, um, armor off, uh, type of scenario that I was hoping for. I never got that vulnerable sort of nurturing emotional place to be as a kid. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, there may be just some desperation in it where it was like, I'm so hungry for this. I'll wait. I'll wait. Like, and it's certainly, I think there's, again, some more interplay like that addict enabler type of interplay where the the armored person in front of me that was not ready to meet me where I was, they also we're getting something from the scenario because they were kind of hanging on too. And they would kind of keep me hanging on in little subtle ways, whether they knew it or not. And I would just kind of hang on hoping for a scrap whenever I could get one. Um, I don't know. I mean, there was, you know, or 
feeling like some form of family or some sort of partnership or connection with someone, even if it wasn't at all them meeting me where I stood was still better than none because I was so scared and petrified of the option of none that I was willing to take one um, some sort of placeholder or empty filler of a relationship or a partnership that really wasn't even one at all. Um, because I was so afraid of the nun, but actually it was kind of worse than the nun because it was holding that place and ensuring that I would actually have none, um, instead of, you know, taking a chance and, um, I don't know, again, there's a lot of different things that play in, but I just want to, remind myself at any and every stage of my life that, oh, I already played it out. I played it out so far in so many different ways for so many years. And I've proven, I should have proven by now that I'm not a bitch, that I'm not impatient, that I'm not needy, that I'm not judgmental, I mean, I have it in me like everyone. I use judgment sometimes for sure, but it's not in that blanket statement sense of the word. I absolutely know how and have proven my ability and the lengths of my ability to be able to let people be who they are. So much so that I haven't let myself be who I am. So I have proven to myself that I'm not all those things that I'm afraid of. And I've proven to myself that I don't, well, <laughs> actually, I was going to say I've proven myself that I don't have my ideas about relationships all wrong, but maybe I do. And the funny thing is, is that I was so worried that I had my relationship ideas so wrong in wanting someone to meet me and in asking for these things and asking for some of my needs to be met um, that I kept flexing and flexing and flexing and that those flexing ideas were the ones that ended up being like my ideas on relationships that were so wrong. <laughs> um, so anyway, I've just, I don't have to fear those things anymore. Um, I shouldn't be so triggered by that when someone thinks I'm too much or too intense or something, because actually they may not know it. Um, and if they don't know it, it's probably a great sign that they're armored and not, <laughs> not for me. Um, but but I sure know it. I know it from years of witnessing myself. I'm not too needy, too intense, too harsh, too bitchy, too unkind, too judgmental, too like impatient, you know, all those things. Cause I, man, I was too patient. I uh, removed too many of my needs. I, um, was too forgiving, too boundaryless, uh, which to me would be like the opposite of bitchy, you know. Um, and so I know it. I know it now. And I shouldn't, I just, you know, shouldn't be affected by that anymore. And then my fear of not being in a relationship, well, hopefully that one's gone too because I've already done it. I've already not been in a relationship for the <laughs> whole of my life so far. Um, 
or the majority of, it's always been this half attempt to be in a relationship with someone who's actually not being in a relationship with me (laughs) Um, and aren't really even trying to, um, maybe thinking they are, but not really, um, yeah, like how, how can you say that someone who has a lot of armor on is trying to be with you? Well, you know, they are maybe in some ways, but aren't trying to be with you in the most fundamental way, which is, you know, removing their armor. Um, so hopefully that one should be gone too. Cause I've done it. <laughs> I've done the not being in a relationship. That one's already here and I've handled it and I'm fine. Uh, you know, so there's only, there's no more, no more fears left to chase down, let's say. Um, and it's taken me this long to get here. And I got here in a way that I didn't think. Like I said, <laughs> I taught myself these things by the what not to do. Um, I've done so much of the what not to do that I've, you know, all but forfeited any of my chances to actually be in a relationship this far in my life. And, um, interesting. Great. Lesson learned. At least let it be for that. At least let it be the chasing down of the fears. And yeah, I just want to go on record saying that, (laughs) uh, the, the have faith and be patient and, you know, flex more, um, consider more of what the other is saying and, uh, all that it's, it sounds great, like great advice. And I think a lot of times it is, but there is another type of person out there. Uh, and I think I might be one of those where that isn't great advice for us. You know, there is, uh, some people that that advice is very poor advice for to have more faith, to wait longer, to be more patient, to flex more, to, um, consider what the other person is saying or the truth that might be in the other person's words more. Yeah, that might be great advice for a lot of people, but there are some of us that that just isn't healthy for us to listen to because we're already very heavily skewed in that direction as it is. Um, We need to do something different. Like, I don't know, listen to our, our instincts more maybe, or, um, speak up for our lines, like say, fuck you say, no, that's not okay with me more. Um, and stand by that, um, or be okay with being a bitch. Have someone say you're a bitch or you're harsh or you're too intense or you're needy and be like, okay, (laughs) or thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I am needy. I have needs. That means, uh, you know, and, and I'm, um, Thank you for acknowledging that I'm a sweet and tender human being, (laughs) because when you saying that I'm needy, you've just acknowledged that I'm in touch with myself and that I have a really strong flavor and that I am this like alive, vibrant, unique character (laughs) with these 
needs. I don't know, but yeah, there are some of us that need training in that other direction. And I just don't hear a lot of people saying that I do hear them saying, Oh, toxic people sometimes just need to get out of your life, which kind of is, you know, it's kind of standing up for boundaries and for drawing that fuck you line, but it's in a different way because it's sort of placing the other person as the enemy or the instigator or the toxic element. And so of course it sounds a little defensive or, you know, something. Um, and that's just not what I'm saying. It's not even about the other person. The other person might be amazing. And there's not even part of the question, whether they are, whether they aren't, it's not even part of it. It's about the lessons and the place I need to be standing. I think I need to consider less of the truth and what they're saying. <laughs> um, and consider my own a little more or something like that. So, all right, probably just way too much. But see, to me, I have to repeat this stuff to myself. So maybe I've just repeated kind of the same thing about 15 times. And that's why this one's just going to have to be for me because I obviously needed that. And I want to say it even semi-repetitiously in every little minute way that I can to cover all the bases so that it's just like really clear because it's important uh, for me to hear, for me to say, for me to keep driving into every little corner of my understanding. <laughs>